All right, so uh, so you have to learn. So it's already Owl, as we know. So we have to make a little hachana. So let's begin, begin, slowly, slowly, but surely. So Monday night we always uh, learn Sefer Mitzvahs, right? So I figure we'll, we'll learn Mitzvahs, but, you know, that's Negea to the, to the Tkufa, to learn a little about uh, something that's Negea to the Avayda Vel. So this is a topic, happens to be that, was it, I think maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago or so, maybe, maybe about three weeks ago, Shabbos afternoon. So I, I, I talked about this, but now, you know, in base management, we'll see it together, like inside, and uh, it'll become helpfully more clear. Come up with maybe maybe deeper insights into it. Okay, so we'll begin like this. So you know, the, the, everyone knows that when it comes to the month of El, there's a lot of Ramazan, right? So the most famous one is Anilo Daidili. There's all different Ramazan. So one of the Ramazan for El that's brought down by the Rishonim by the tour is it says in Pasuk um, in Parshas Nitzavim. That uh, when it comes to the coming of Mashiach, Umal Hashem Elokechas Levavcha, that's the Lav Zaracha that Hashem will, Moshe Rabbeinu predicts that we'll do tshuva or whatever, and the Rabbanu Shalom will circumcise our hearts and the hearts of our children. Umal Hashem Elokechas Levavcha, that's the Lav Zaracha. So the Torah brings down that S Levavcha V S Levav is Rosh Hashanah's L. So Umal Hashem Elokechas S Levavcha V S Levav Zaracha. So in there is the month of L. So that tells us already that the avoid of Elul is to somehow connect to this avoid, to this Indian of Milas Halev, of having a circumcised heart. Now this is not a coincidence. I mean, it's not, obviously it's not a coincidence. It ties into historically what the first significance of Elul was. You know, it's an amazing thing. We, when we think of Elul, it's all about for Rosh Hashanah, and therefore it's associated with, I guess, Shuv or whatever. But the truth is like this, and you know the the the, the, the tour brings down that that you know we blow shofar throughout Rosh Hashanah. There's different minhagim by the times of the Rishonim exactly how what what exactly blowing shofar during El looked like and how. But the tour brings down that the significance really of this time is that this, this is when Moshe Rabbeinu, Rishchaydish El is when Moshe Rabbeinu went up back to Har Sinai to to regain the the second luchas. In other words, you had the Shvirsa luchas on Shabbos with Thomas. For the next 40 days, Moshe Rabbeinu was davening that we should be forgiven and we should survive. And then the, the fine, Hashem says, and then Moshe Rabbeinu goes back up to Harasinah to receive the second luchas. And that started with El. So uh, to a certain degree, it means that the whole Indian of El and this Tkufa is really a tikkun of the Chet Egel. Because the Chet Egel is what brought what brought the destruction of the, the, the you know the the, the the breaking of the first luchas. If Moshe Rabbeinu is receiving the second luchas, it means that that the second luchas means on some level there was uh, some level of tikkun to the Chet Egel, allowing us to akalpan and get the second luchas, and that happened during, and that begins with the month of El, the El, and we blow shofar, says the tour. As, as a rem, as, as a connection to the shoifer that was blown, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai to get the second luchas. So that means that even though we associate the shoifer now, and so that's what the Torah says, by the way, it's an interesting thing, the Torah says that, we, that the blowing of Rish Chaydesh is to connect to the, to the, to the shoifer that they blew when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Harsinai to receive the second luchas. But once we blow then, then we continue to blow because of like tshuva. It can't be disjointed like that. So it must be that the whole Indian of tshuva, the avoid of tshuva, is really connected to this Indian of fixing the chet of, of the chet egel. And 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 what was the the nakud of the chet egel? 
So this is what I mentioned that, that Shabbos afternoon, that in Parshas Ekev, Moshe Rabbeinu chazes over the Maisa with the Chet Egel, and Moshe Rabbeinu frames the Chet Egel with the fact that we are called an Am Kshay Oyrev. So Moshe says that don't think that you're, you know, uh, this most amazing, you know, you have a lot to work on, because um, you're really an Am Kshay Oyrev, Vaharaya, the Maisa of the Chet Egel. And then at the end of the story of the Chet Egel that Moshe Rabbeinu talks about, then the Parsha says the following Pasuk. In Parsha's Ekev, Marmokim is the first Marmokim. This is, this is what Moshe says after chazring over the mice with the Chet Egel. Umaltem es orlas levavchem. You see what happened to Egel. Therefore, what you learn, you should learn your lesson. Umaltem es orlas levavchem. You should give your heart to bris joyed, And don't be kshayrif anymore. So you see that Moshe Rabbeinu is already saying that the problem of the Chet Egel was what? Was kshayrif and orlas halev. That's how the Pasuk is connecting those two qualities of, of having, ha- having uh, an Arlas Halev, uh, an uncircumcised heart, is the same thing as having a, stu- a stiff neck. That's what the Pasuk is indicating. So the Pasuk says, Moshe says you were stiff neck people. In other words, you had an Arlas Halev from the Chet Egel. So therefore the Pasuk says, rather what you should learn from that lesson is what Umaltim Sarlas Levavchem You should have Milas Halev and don't have a stiff neck. And so, and, and on some level, Klai Yisrael began that avoida of Mila Salev and, 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 and the opposite of Akshay Oyref in the beginning of Elul, right, to bring the second Luchas. Because again, the first Luchas were broken because of the Chet Egel, which, which, which fundamentally is Arla Salev. So the Tikkun of that, which is the beginning of Elul, getting the second Luchas, is Mila Salev. And that's the remez that the Torah says, so that means that, that from the very beginning, the very oimek of Elul, in terms of it being the time of the Tikkun, the Chet Egel, and even the Tshuva of Elul that, we, that, we, that we're involved in, as the Torah says, which is the Shoifer that we blow throughout the month, is really just a Hemshech of that Shoifer connecting us to Moshe Rabbeinu and going back up to Arzinai. So the whole thing is about having... Be fulfilling this pasuk of umaltemas arlas levavchem v'arbechem lesak shuloid of having milas halev of not being an aral lev and not being a kshei ayrev. So what we have to now investigate, therefore, is what is this inyan of milas halev, uh, which again equals a kshei ayrev. What, what is this quality, and why? And 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 if the if it is the same, what what what, what exactly is the 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 why is it called in two different things? It's called an aralev and a kshayarif. These are two different parts of the body, right? Your heart and the back of your neck. So exactly what, what does that mean? Okay, so the way we're going to get to it is we'll, invest, we'll investigate this Pasuk in terms, of, in terms of halacha. So again, like I said, the Pasuk says, again, it's a Meforsha Pasuk in Parsha Sekev, again, after Moshe Ben Chaz is over the Maisa with the Chet Egel, umalta mesarlis levavchem, v'arbachem lesak shuwaid. Okay, so the first question to think about is, is this a mitzvah? Is this a mitzvah? Is this one of the 613? So this is a machlokes rishonim. So in Marmokka number two, the Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvahs, so in Sherish Dalit, in the uh, Rambam in, uh, uh, I mentioned this before, the Rambam has 14 principles that, that guides him in the Sefer HaMitzvahs to determine what is considered 613, what's not. So in Sherish Dalit, the Rambam says the following principle, Sherish Haravi, the fourth principle is as follows. She'ein roi limnois ha'tzivuim ha'koylelem ha'tarakula. Says the Rambam, it's, it would, it, it's, it's not right, or it's inappropriate, whatever. It, it, it's, um, 
it's incorrect to, if you have a Pasuk which basically says to keep all of Torah, that's not counted as 613. So if you have a Pasuk, a, a Tzivoy, which is Kailo, Kala Torah Kula, that's not counted as 613. So Ram explains, So very often we have in, in Chumash, you know, commands and, and warnings, but but they're not specifying something specific to do or not to do. They're sort of, you know, commands and warnings to keep all of Torah. Kilu Yoimer, like as if the Pasik sort of says, Yasa Kolmashitzvisikalasis, do everything I told you to do. Or don't do what I told you not to do. So sort of this gen- general sentences like that. So it says the Ram ain't Panim Limnois that Sivi has a mitzvah It would not make sense to count such commands or such warnings as one of the six thirteen. Because it's not telling you to do anything specific that you wouldn't have known already. Shia mitzvahs say that it should be counted as a positive mitzvah. And it's not telling you not to do something that you wouldn't have already known not to do, and therefore it's not counted in a loisah. So in order for it to be a mitzvah, you have to, the Torah has to be telling something I wouldn't otherwise know. Tell me something, you know, chiddish, tzitzis, shatnis. But a mitzvah that, the Pesach just says, like, do everything that I've already told you. So you're, not, you're being mechazik, but there's no, there's no mitzvah in that. V'zek Amr, so he gives an example. It says in Pasuk in, 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 in Sefer Shemais, U'gechol asher marti aleichem tishameiru. Everything I told you, be careful to do. Okay, so that's not a mitzvah. That's just be mechazik, all other mitzvahs. V'nemr, or the Pasuk says, Chukai se tishmeru v'esvishmati tasam. Keep my statues, guard my laws. So again, these are, they're not telling me anything new. They're being mechazik v'rabim keilas. Many, many pesukim like that. And, uh, and the Ram goes on to say, like if you start counting them, then you're going to have Many more than six thirteen. Yeah, you have these types of types of psukim uh, of chizik all the time. So says the Rambam, and from this principle, we can therefore say that when the pasuk says that we started with that Moshe Rabbeinu warns us that we should circumcise our hearts. What does that mean? Ratzelaimer means means be a good boy. It means do everything that a Jewish heart is supposed to do. In other words, don't be don't be an Aurelave means someone that disobeys mitzvahs. So don't be an Aurelave. Circumcise your heart means keep mitzvahs. The chain and the next pasuk va'arpechem leisakshuoid and don't be a stiff-necked people. Ratzelaimer again it means altakshes libcha. Don't don't um, you know uh, harden your heart. Utekabel komashes v'zicha and to accept everything I've told you v'leitavrov and not to disobey it. So says the Rambam. The pasuk. What is it, so? What does the pasuk mean? Umaltem es arles lavavchem v'arbechem leisakshu. It says the Rambam. It means uh, keep Torah mitzvahs. It means be don't an aralev or kshayarev means someone that just doesn't uh, rebellious. He's not listening to what he has to do. So the pasuk says, don't be like that. In other words, do what you have to do. Be a you know be a, be an erel chayid. Keep Torah mitzvahs. It's right. Exactly. So umaltem es arles lavavchem would be be a good boy. Keep mitzvahs. It means be a good boy, don't do avers. But at the end of the day, it's not telling me anything new. Therefore, says the Ram, it's not counted in Tariyah. Okay. It's no different than the other Pesukim, keep everything I said. Or don't, or, you know, don't disobey anything I said. Says the Ram. Okay, so according to the Ram and his interpretation, this Pesuk does not qualify as a mitzvah in 613. Uh, however, the truth is, you know, it, it's good to know. Whenever the Ram is safe for a mitzvah, um, makes points of like, therefore, based on what I said, this pasuk should not be counted. What he's trying to say is not like the Bahag. 
the Baal Halachas Kedos is an early Sefer from the Ga'inim already. It's not clear exactly which one of the Ga'inim wrote it, but it's an early Sefer from the Ga'inim. And it was also a Sefer HaMetzvah. And, and the Rambam himself writes that one of his motivations to write the Sefer HaMetzvah of the Rambam was to disagree with the Bahag. So whenever the Rambam says, and because of what I just said, this should not be counted, like, okay, maybe, like, the answer is because the Bahag does. And the Bahag does count these, this Pasuk as a mitzvah. The Bahag says, as a mitzvah say, it is a mitzvah say. And that, that's, that's what Rambam is coming to disagree with, is that the Pasuk doesn't tell me anything, I wouldn't, it's a mitzvah kalelis. So it's not counted as 613. Now the principle of the Rambam, even the Bahag agrees with, the, the Bahag doesn't count the other Pasukim that just, say general ideas. So it must be, according to the Bahag, that this Pasuk of Umaltimus Alas Lavavchem, Vahabchem Lesakshuid, which again is the Void of El, is telling us something specific. So the Rambam is just keep be Mechazik Torah mitzvahs Bakhlah. Okay. But in the Bahag it has to be something specific. So what is that specific mitzvah? So this is where we have uh, let's say two opinions, there's more than this, but at least for our purposes tonight, two shittas in the Rishayna and what exactly the mitzvah of Milas Halev is, again, in, in the positive and then the negative, Arpech and So if you take a look at Marmukha number three, so the smak, Sefer HaMitzvah Sakotin, HaKotzer, so this is um, one of the, one of the Bali, from Ashkenaz, one of the Bali Atoisvahs, so he also has a minion of mitzvahs. So in Mitzvah Tess, of the smak, so he says like this, that the ninth mitzvah in his counting is lomel arlas leif, is to circumcise the heart. What does that mean? Shinemrus first equals the Pasuk, umaltimus arlas levavchem, in other words, it is a mitzvah. It's counted in 613, not like the Rambam. Why? Because it is telling you something specific. And what is the specific message of umaltimus arlas levavchem? Pirish, leiv es ha-teichachos. leiv It means to be someone that is, is that, that receives rebuke Positively, and so on that more than so on that the person loves being rebuked and appreciates the person that's giving him the rebuke. So, as you have, so what does it mean? An oralev says the smak. An oralev doesn't just mean someone like the Rambam. The Rambam is defining for us what is an oralev. An oralev in the Rambam means someone that doesn't keep mitzvahs, someone that just is a rebellious person. He doesn't want to accept you know the yoke of tari mitzvahs. Okay. But then that means it's not telling to, to be an, to be a, 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 a heart that is circumcised is not telling me anything new. In the smak, an ara lev means someone that doesn't doesn't like hearing uh, anything negative, no criticism at all. Such a person that's called an ara lev. The pasuk is It means be someone that takes criticism properly and even appreciates it and appreciates the one. That gives the criticism. And this is something we find Shlomo Melech writes in Sefer Mishlei. If you give criticism to a Chacham, he'll love you for it. But if you give a criticism to a Tipish, he'll hate you for it. And in this mitzvah, Yeshlab is also a negative. So if a person accepts Musr and criticism properly, says the Smak, you're fulfilling a positive mitzvah. Person doesn't take it properly and gets offended and all these things. That's your, then that's a lav. You're violating a lav of arpech and leisakshuid. That's the sheet of the smak. Okay, fine. So so far it's pretty clear. The ram is a general tzivay kolelas, not counted smak. It's specific, and what is it specifically? To makabel musar and to appreciate it. Okay. What's interesting is that he gets the ramban. The ramban talks about this mitzvah, this pasuk in two places. One in. Uh, in uh, Parsha Sekev, in Chomish, and one in Sefer Mitzvahs. 
And what we're going to try to do for the next few minutes is try to put them together. Because it's the same, uh, it's the same author. So it, it, should, uh, it should go together. So if you take a look at Maramukha number four. So let's see the Ramban. The Ramban, the Ramban is working off of the context. The, the context of that Pasuk, as I said, is from the Chet Egel. Right, so the whole the whole parsha the Rambam is talking about the Chet Egel and framing the Chet Egel that it was an issue of Aralev. That was that was the problem of the Chet Egel. So, in the Rambam, it's a little bit unclear. I mean, what's the, the why, why is the Chet Egel specifically about Aralev? Aralev means someone that doesn't want to keep mitzvahs. Huh? So, okay, maybe that was behind. They're trying to do the Chet Egel to undermine Kabbalah Satira, something like that. In the Smak, it's a little bit more difficult. Also, what Musser were they given maybe Chur? Could be that right? The Chazal say that, that Chur was told them not to do it and they killed Chur. Maybe that was the Divrei Techacha that they should have received, but it's a little bit, uh, the Pasuk doesn't, doesn't say it openly. It's a little bit difficult. But the, so the Ramban is trying to, to explain what, what is this need of an Aralev or a Kshayarif, how is that the, the bedrock, the, the foundation for the Chet Egel? So Ramban says like this, What the Pasuk is telling us with, with this mitzvah of Maltam Slavavchem is, or the love of Arbechem Lesak is not to be like our ancestors, like that generation. So he says an amazing thing, that they lived in Mitzrayim for many years. And when a person gets accustomed to a certain way of thinking, or a certain uh, a certain way of living, it's very difficult to break those habits. also and that's what you find with them building the egel. The karam sham am and because of the egel, we're called a kshayirif. What does it mean kshayirif? It means someone that's that's unable and unwilling to let go of the assum- false assumptions that they are carrying from years before. In other words, and more, and specifically, says the Ramban, the pasuk means as follows: that the Jewish people were stubborn and they were unwilling to let go of the mistake that entered their hearts from centuries of being in Mitzrayim. To believe in that there that there's such a thing and there's maybe a possibility of avodizara being like. Like 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 uh, 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 that. There's a talus. There's a purpose in it. That it, it could actually help, and it's not just a, a shtus. So in other words, the Jewish people fully accepted that they're not going to do a vaydizar anymore. But there was still, says the Ramban, there was still that thought in the back of their minds. That may, maybe there's something to it, or maybe if we do a vaydizara, maybe it's the wrong thing to do. But if you do it, it's a, you know, it's pile. So that was a toys that was entrenched in the Jewish people's minds from being in Mitzrayim for so long. And says the Ramban, that's called being an Oralev, or a Kshay Oirev, to believe in that. And so says the Ramban, the mitzvah means to let go of that, of that hashkafa. person be- believing that Avodizar is uh, something, even if you're not going to do it, but to believe in the Te'elas of it, that's called, that's called uh, an Oralev, and to let go of that hashkafa and to really firmly like, make that you know, move to a muna that you really don't believe in a Vodizar anymore, that's called a Mila Salev. That's called Mila Salev. So it says the Ramban. And the Ramban says, 
Again, that they, the early generation, are called Ekshayorif because they refused to move from that mistake of thinking that Avodizara is something. Avalatem is now, therefore, says Maisha Abenu, but you is what? Teidu v'taminu v'taskilu. You have to believe and, and, and know and believe and understand. To believe 100% that Rabban Shalom is, is, is God and everything else is Shtos. Uh, and by the way, the, the Ramban doesn't, isn't just being poetic at the end. That's the context of the parasha. The next pasuk that Moshe Rabbeinu says is again, And you should know that the Rabban Shalom so the Ramban is explaining, that's the point. In other words, says Ramban, in Chumash, what the Ramban is presenting us with is that what? Is that this mitzvah is a mitzvah within the sort of the uh, umbrella of the Nyoni of Adizar. So you have many mitzvahs that are in that umbrella of Hilchas of Adizar. You have mitzvahs about not buying to Adizar, not owning Adizar, not having Hanaf from Adizar. And so one of the mitzvahs, says the Ramban, is not to believe and even the possible value and positive toitzahs that might come from a Vodizar. So, and that's not true with other Averis. If a person, you know, we know there's an Isser to eat Basar B'chalav, but it doesn't mean that person, but if you eat Basar B'chalav, you, you are nourished. You know what I mean? So there's no mitzvah that says, don't eat Basar B'chalav, don't even believe in the nutritional value of Basar B'chalav. Not, you know, okay, it has nutritional value, I'm just not allowed to eat it. So you might think, Avodizar also, listen, there is some maybe nutritional value in serving Avodizar. I'm not allowed to do it. Says the puzzle, no, let go of it completely. In other words, it, it, there's no talism. Don't believe in any in any value at all in the Indian of Avodizar. That's the, the Ramban and Chumash. There is no talism. Every mitzvah is truth. Every mitzvah is the truth. So the truth is, there's no talism. And, 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 to be, and to think that there is a talism is violating that mitzvah. That's the Ramban. Okay. What's interesting, though, however, is that the Ramban in Sefer Mitzvahs on that Rambam that, that we said before discusses this mitzvah and says the Baha counts it, and therefore it has to be something specific. But what's interesting is is that he, he we'll see in, you'll see in a second he does tie in and he sort of loops back to what he writes in Chumash, but he but he come he he comes in from a different angle. You'll see. So Marmukah number five says the Ramban. This is in Sefer Mitzvahs. Vo'inyan. So there, again, the Ramban is saying that, he's about to say that there is a practical positive mitzvah and negative mitzvah in this Pasuk of Amalat Masar of Avchem, Vayabchem Lesak and what is it? So he says like this, it means, Says the Ramban, it means something very specific, that when a Navi comes to tell the Jewish people something, that we should not, that we should listen to the Navi, and we shouldn't be overly um, skeptical, exactly, overly skeptical to ask for more signs and to be, you know, uh, hesitant to accept the proofs of the legitimacy of the Navi that he's offering. And as we know, the halach is that for a Navi to, uh, you know, to verify, he has to, he has to come with a, you know, with a hechsher, he can't just um, say he's a novi. You know, so he has to he has to prove himself as being a novi. There's, there's halachas about how to do so. He has to predict certain things, and they have to come true. So says the Ramban. Even when you have that rule in place, he could always be like super skeptical and super questioning. Like, yeah, maybe you know, maybe there was the you know the ace. It was it was you know up his sleeves. You know, whatever it was like camera work. You know, whatever it is, he could always be overly 
overly critical. So that's what the Pasuk is trying to say. Don't be stubborn. In other words, when a Navi comes and, he, and everything seems to fit, okay, then he's a Navi. Accept what he says. And now he says like this, and, and this is something that the Jewish people were struggling with, even going back to Mitzrayim. Because again, the Ramban is Lishitasi, he's trying to explain the context of this Pasuk in Moshe Rabbeinu Shmuz with the Chet Egel. So what does this have to do with the Chet Egel? So says the Ramban like this, this issue of being overly skeptical of Nevi'im already goes back in Jewish history for a long time. How so? Kirin Shakasov. It says in it says in Pasik like this. This is not in Chumash, it's in uh, I think it's in Tilim. or maybe not, somewhere in, in Navi. It's a Rahmanis, I don't know, but it's uh, somewhere in Nach. Says Hashem Yisbrach. Hashem said that I made myself known to the Jewish people in Mitzrayim already. And I told them, this is the Navi, this is Hashem is saying, that I told them in Mitzrayim, that Ish Hishlichu, that everyone should throw away their Avaidazaras. Don't become contaminated with Avaidazaras of Mitzrayim. And Hashem says, and they rebelled against me, they didn't listen. They didn't listen to me. Says Ramban, what are you talking about? Some in Mitzrayim we were told to get rid of Avaidazaras and we didn't listen. What is this talking about? The Ain Safik. So says the Ramban, this is a this is a Pasik that's referencing a history that's before Yitzhi Mitzrayim. It's without a doubt, Kizehayadeinavi, Ainavim, Shluchim Alehem, that there were Navim before Yitzhi Mitzrayim, throughout the years of Gaulus that were sent to us in Maisha Rabbeinu, Ayachera, maybe it was Maisha in earlier times of his life, maybe it was other Navim, Tarambai before Maisha Rabbeinu came on the scene, and they warned us to get rid of the Avodah uh, that we had, and we didn't listen. In fact, Chazal say that this Navi that came before Moshe Rabbeinu and Mechal tried to get rid of Avodah Zaras from us, and we did not listen, was Aaron Raya, And certainly when these Navim came, they, they, they had to bring a Tuda, they had to bring a Hechsha to prove that they're a Navi. So they had to make Isis and Moshe and so on. That's certainly the Halacha. So what does the Pasuk mean? Avol but says the, what Hashem says, but you were building, you didn't listen to the Nevim. In other words, not that Jesus didn't listen. You didn't accept, you were overly skeptical on these miracles, and you said, hey, he's not really enough. So that's what the Pasuk means. V'tonu Isis. And you made, uh, you know, you, were, you had tainas, and you had chashmainas against these miracles. Kash parai, which is exactly what parai did, right? Shenikr bezek sheleiv. What does the Pasuk mean when it says Hashem hardens the heart of parai? It means the miracles are happening, when there's a is it's witchcraft, v'chulu v'chulu. That's k'she'arif. So it says Ramban, so what does it mean to be a k'she'arif? It means that when a Navi comes and everything makes sense, he's a Navi, it means not to, not to pay attention to it. And so that's, what the, that's the specific mitzvah over here. It means that when a Navi comes to you and tells you to do something and you ask for his, uh, for his proofs, don't be overly skeptical, accept it, and, uh, and move on. Okay, so, this, so so far, this is an explanation for the mitzvah, and it's something specific, but it has nothing to do with the Ramban said in Chumash. Remember, the Ramban in Chumash said that what does the mitzvah mean? It means not to believe in the and in there being any value in Avodizar. The Ramban over here in Sefer Mitzvah is giving an altogether different interpretation. It means something else altogether. That when a Navi comes to tell me something, I can't be overly skeptical in my examination, in my cross-examination of the Navi. It could be a nice, it's a nice shot too. But so far, it sounds like two different shatim. Which, okay, fine. Listen, the Ramban is entitled to give different shatim in different places. But what's strange is that the Ramban continues in Sefer Mitzvahs and then like sort of 
you know, sort of circles back to what he says in, in Chumash. You'll see. Ubavur says Ramban, continuing in, in, in the second paragraph of Maramakum 5. Ubavur and because of this quality of ikshelev, of being overly skeptical against the words of a Navi, so this is why it says by the Chayta Egel, This is, this is the, 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 the fundamental problem that Moshe Rabbeinu, that Hashem Yisbarach, where he points out by the Egel of the Sidr Kshayarif, meaning to say, you see the Ramban is making like a hard left. Now it says the Ramban, because why are they called Iksha'erf by the Egel? Because that mistake and that false hashkafa in the value of Avodizara, which was ingrained in them in all those years of Mitzrayim, they're, they're unwilling to let go of that. And that's what it means. And, 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 and that's what it means to be a Kshayarif. And therefore the Pasik continues on over here. That you should circumcise your heart. In other words, don't believe in, in, in the value of Vodizarah. Someone who, 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 who makes this mistake and believes in Gashmias, in other words, believes in the value of Vodizarah, who are Raleif. That, that's called an Araleif. Kashiyoim, Rakikola Goyim Arelim. Goyim, that's Vodizarah. They're called Arelim. And that's why the Pasuk then continues, Again, just like the Ramban said in Chumash. So, so, so far we have very, very strange reading of the Ramban. Paragraph 1, the Ramban is teaching, what does it mean, it means, don't be overly skeptical of a Navi. Next paragraph, like without skipping a beat, the Ramban then, like there's no, usually like sort of, I'm like, you know, v'chulu, and you, can, you never know what's in that v'chulu that I type in. There's no v'chulu here. This is the, this is the, this is the flow of the Ramban. So paragraph number one, don't be skeptical of a Navi. Paragraph number two, what does it mean, ikshelev? It means someone that believes in a Vodizara, or at least in the value of Vodizara, and it's still back to Mitzrayim, and they can't get rid of that, of their system. Like Mamish, which what the Ramban says at Chumash, true, Seems like the, now the last line, the Ramban like ties it together. Kloimer. So what's the sahak of the mitzvah? Tiu moile lev lahovin she'en be'egel asher asisim ukiyotzavei shum te'elas. Means sahak What is the mitzvah specifically? To be a, a gemal heart, to be uh, to have a milas alev. In other words, to know that there's no te'elas at all in the zara. It's all mamish narishkeit. And when the Nevi'im come to you and tell you this, don't be overly skeptical. So that's what the Ramban says. So notice the Ramban, the last line, ties it together. But it's like a funny tie. The Ramban says, what's the tie? The tie is that the Yisada Dover is, don't believe in Avodah Zara. Don't believe in, in there being any talis. And, and specifically, there, therefore, therefore, since Be'etzim, there's no Te'elis in it, and the Rabbanu Shalom doesn't want us to believe in there being any Te'elis, so when a Navi comes to tell you not to serve the Zara, or to let go of the Zara, listen to him. So that's how the Ramban ties it together. Now, first of all, the like, so, so what's, the point of the, what's the point of the mitzvah exactly? To be, again, it started off as seemingly two separate ideas. Since Ramban, he ties it together as what? Is that really the idea is don't believe in, a, don't believe in the value of a desire. So, okay, so by the way, so, so that, that's the mitzvah. But it says around, no, 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 no. But, then, but, but more specifically, therefore, when a Navi comes to tell you to let go of a desire, like, accept it, don't be overly skeptical. 
No, the, 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 first of all, the the, the, the cash between those two things is a little bit, a little bit hazy. And second of all, like if if you tell me not to believe in it, so then I'm not going to believe in it. But I, so, but I have to wait for a navi to tell me. So I, what's the scenario? The Rebbeinu Shlom is telling me avodizarishtos, right? Okay, fine. So avodizarishtos, but Hashem is saying like this. So really believe avodizarishtos. Therefore, when a navi in a five hundred years from now comes to reinforce that statement. Accept his words. Accept, I'm telling you right now, uh, like, well, what does this mean? Like, I'm telling you, like, your brother says, keep Shabbos. Therefore, and if a Navi comes to tell you to keep Shabbos, accept his words. I'm telling you right now, keep Shabbos. So it's like, it, it, if, you want, if you want to convey this message that we should let go of our beliefs in Avadizar, then, then say so. No, no, no. I'm not telling you to do that yet. I'm telling you that when a Navi tells you to do that in a thousand years, accept it. And Bechalal, when the Navi comes to tell me not to serve a desire, love Dafki, is he telling me not to believe him? He's telling me not. Don't, don't, don't do a desire. For example, the, 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 the Pasuk that, that the Ramban referenced in the first paragraph of this like pre Moshe Rabbeinu Navi that came to us, the Navi didn't say, don't believe in a desire. The Navi said, let go of this. Don't, don't serve a desire. And that was the pl- classic, and we didn't listen as we were overly skeptical. And that's the example of us disobeying this mitzvah. So, it means that whenever a Navi, it sounds like, in other words, from the first paragraph it would indicate, that whenever a Navi comes to tell us not to do Avodah Zarah, and we're overly skeptical on that message, it's violating this prohibition. First of all, who, who in their right mind needs... Let, let's say you're overly skeptical of, of, of the Navi. So you, what, you, you honestly think that the Rabbanu Shalom is okay with Avodah Zarah? So let, uh, a guy comes in and says, I'm a Navi, you have to keep Shabbos. Ah, prove yourself that you're a Navi. And he can't prove it. That means we don't have to keep Shabbos. Like, what are we talking about over here? In the, in, when, you first read the, when I read the first paragraph, in my mind, I thought the Ramban was going. Therefore, if a Navi, you know, why should we not be overly skeptical of a Navi? Because sometimes there's new messages Rabbi Nishan wants to tell us. And we don't have Harsinai. But Rabbi Nishan wants to tell us, go to war, not go to war. So you have to have Navim. You have to believe in Navim. But what's the ice fear? How does Ramban fear ice? No, no. And therefore, the, the, when the Navi gives you a message that you already know, that already is in Chumash, not to serve a Vodizar, uh, don't be overly skeptical. And let's say I am overly skeptical of that Navi. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know the message. The message is an ancient message going back to Noichish Malikacha. And more specifically, the Ramban even is saying that, and, and specifically, the type of message that I'm supposed to. The, the, the ultimate tachlis of accepting that message of the Navi, not being overly skeptical, is to get rid of even the very belief in the value of the Zara. But that's not necessarily the message that's being told. Let's say the Navi is just saying, don't do over the Zara, which is exactly what the Navi said in Mitzrayim, that the Ramban is using as the example of, of when we should not be overly skeptical. That message was not not to believe in the Zara, that message was, don't, just don't do over the Zara. So Ramana Shach, if that's the message, then even if I am overly skeptical, I still know not to do it for the Zara. I know from the Chumash. What do you this Navi for? And if the point is because, no, 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 the Navi is telling me something specific. He wasn't telling me something specific back in Mitzrayim. So the whole thing is like, uh, it's a palace. So what's the, what's the aside? Okay, so to me, the only way to really understand this is based on the Torah and Lukut Maran. So in Maramakim number six, this is a piece from Lukut Maran. And uh, Rabbi Nachman over here 
is, is coming from a, a Yisoda we find in the Kisviari, and the Rabbi, and, and the, uh, Rabbi Nachman is, is sort of, you know, sort of translating it, in the Kisviari we find the following idea, that there's two types of, of um, there's two types of Meichen, that a person can have, two types of, two types of Hasogis uh, and Elokos, two types of Amuna, two types of Eskashras with the Rabbani Shalom, that a person can have, one's called Meichen Da'achar, and one's called Meichen Da'panim, right, Meichen Da'achar, the consciousness of the back, versus consciousness of the front, Meichen Da'achar, Meichen Da'panim, so that's in the Kisveri, in the Kisveri it's a, a very well known, very important side that first the person has Meichen Da'achar, and then you move on to Meichen Da'panim, I spoke about that, you know, again, that, that's Parshas Ekev on Shabbos in a few different ways. But that's the Yisad, Meichem Do'ach, Meichem Do'panim. So Rinachman now explains the following thing. And we'll, we'll, then we'll be able to use this to tie back in Thurban, you'll see. So it says, look at like this. is in Chelek Aleph, Semen Chof Aleph, Ksiv. It says in Tehillim, Achar V'Kadam Tzaratani. That the human being, a Jew, was created in two ways, with Achar and Kadam, with the back and the front. So <clears throat> what does that mean? Kiyesh Seichal, so says, says Rabbi Nachman like this, what does it mean, Meichen Da'achar? Meichen Da'achar, the Meichen of the back, and we hear in that concept, this Pasuk of Arbechem Leisakshuayt. The side of that Pasuk of Arbechem, what, what, what we'll see in a second, is that the side of this mitzvah, Uvumaltem Esarslavavchem, Arbechem Leisakshuayt is to, to connect to Meichen Da'achar and not Meichen Da'achar. A Oiref, means a person that's stuck in Achar. That means Kshay Arif. Usually we simply tie Kshay means that his neck is, stu- is, stu- is, is stiff-necked. stiff-necked. But on a deeper level, Kshay means that he's refusing to move from Arif. He's refusing to move from Achar to Panim. An Ora Lev, we'll see in a second also, is someone that is stuck in Meichen to Achar. The mitzvah over here, Umaltmas Arzlavavchem, Arachem Lesak Shuaid, and Panimius is... A person, a yid, should open themselves up to meichin depanim, and not, and not be stubbornly uh, uh, stuck in that place of meichin deacher. And when we understand in Rabbi Nachman's language what meichin deacher, what meichin depanim is, we'll see the Ramban is is lechtik. We'll see clearly what the Ramban means to say. You'll see. Kiyesh seichel so says says Rabbi Nachman like this. What does it mean meichin deacher? There is a level of amuna, a level of hasaga that a person reaches through many introductions. Through many introductions. That type of hasaga that comes with many introductions, that's called meichen da'achar. That's called meichen da'achar. What does it mean, a hasaga, a level of ruchni, a level of amuna that comes with many hakdamas? So it means that it means two things. It means that the way a person is receiving this new madrega of amuna is it's not reinvent it's not reinventing the person. The person is not em- emptying themselves out of all their previous assumptions and they're receiving something new. It's through hakdamas. In other words, at no point in time is the person overwhelmed by something altogether different. Everything is comfortable. It, there's, madri- there's, there's what the person is starting with, and then the person is introduced to, like, okay, here's introduction one. Okay, introduction one is obviously able to be given because it ha- it's, it's familiar to where the person's coming from. An, a, a layer, an added layer. 
Okay, now you have that. Hakdama number two. So there's a, there's a, a slow procedural progression from where the person is to a higher level of Amuna. But ultimately, every single step along the way was integrated with who the person was before. Which, is, which, which for the receiver of the Moichen is very comfortable and it's very nice and it doesn't, and nothing, there was nothing threatening in that experience. But there are two problems that happen with that. First of all, whatever psilis, whatever pre, whatever, uh, uh, um, how do you say psilis, whatever psilis, whatever incorrect uh, dross that might have been existing in the person's initial hasaga has never been truly unearthed and never been truly thrown away. It's just been covered over with many new layers of meichen. So number one, mitzad the makabel, the person is never, the, the, the original tuusim, the original mistakes, can easily surface because they were never really gotten rid of. Adarabba, the, the next level of amuna that they were given, which is the meichen of achar, was, was given in such a way that it's, 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 within, it's within the context of who the person was. So, that, so there's a fundamental problem that the person himself, the psalist that he's coming from, still exists. And more, maybe even more fundamentally than that, is that the person is not truly experiencing the amuna for what it is in its purest form. In order for a person to experience amuna or this higher level of meichen, in a way of hakdama after hakdama after hakdama, it means that you're really only getting a distilled version of what the amuna is. But the actual mitzias of that higher madrig of Amuna is still not shaykh to you. You're getting a what's called in the Surah a ha'ara, an illumination from the idea. But the idea itself you're not getting. Because, because you're not holding by the actual idea. You're holding by less, by less than that. And the idea remains where it is, so to speak, and it's illuminating your life. And that's a beautiful thing. But you're not truly experiencing the sun for itself. You're experiencing the rays of the sun. So, the, so when you have this concept of meichen to achar, so the fundamental insight is is that you're not getting the zachalein, you're not getting the mitzias of that madrig of amuna be'etzem, you're not getting the etzem of it. You're getting derivatives of it. You're getting illuminations. You're getting ha'aras off of it. And because of that, you're swallowing it piece by piece by piece. And that means that fundamentally, it's just being incorporated with who you already are. That's called meichen to achar. However, there is a seichel There is a seichel that comes to a person without any hakdama at all. means that the mitzias, the sun itself, is coming into your life, not being swallowed, you know, kezayis by kezayis, chatzis by chatzis. The, the zachalein miraculously, without without it being in a natural way. See, the way of hakdama after hakdama is natural. And it's and it's and it's so to speak, in a normal methodical way, piece by piece. That's that's the comfort zone. But Shef Eloki, that's an over that that that's a miraculous divine influx that doesn't travel in the normal process of teva. So there are certain ideas that are that are work. There's certain ideas of amuna, but they're working within the system of teva. And when it's working within the system of teva, it means with hakdama after hakdama after hakdama. And which means the person himself is not fundamentally changing from it, and the zach itself is not entering the person's system, because the amuna be'etzem is above teva. 
Faith, fundamentally, is something that's above the world. And for a person to receive a muna in the way of the world, which means, it means that you're not getting a muna itself. You're getting the derivatives of a muna. You're getting the illuminations of a muna. But a muna itself, Ba'etzem, has to be something that's, that's experienced in a miraculous way. And the way it's experienced, and how do I know it's miraculous, is where it comes with that haktamas. It's a shef eloki. Now, Rabbi Nachman continues, and this is classic Rabbi Nachman. Again, this is called Kedem B'Shem Panem. So that's Meichen De'achar and Meichen De'panem. Now, says Rabbi Nachman, V'eslav V'salev, when the lave is mislahiv, when there's a fire in the heart, where does that fire come from? It comes when there's a lot of movement, when the seichel is moving. Notice we have this idea that a heart should be mislahiv, that a person's heart, what does it mean? means that your heart should be, instead of stone, instead of covered over, it should be with islavas. So Renachman says like this, this inyan of a heart having islavas is connected with meichem deponim. How so? So Renachman says like this, movement causes heat. Right? That's what you know, right? You go jogging, you run, so on, whatever, you get hot. So it means that if the, the brain is moving a lot, the heart becomes hot. Okay? Nimsa. Therefore, says Rabbi Nachman, when a person is experiencing Meichen De'achar with Hakdama after Hakdama after Hakdama, the Seichel is not moving too much. The Seichel is not moving. It's very comfortable. He's not jogging. He's just taking a nice, easy stroll. And there's no heat from that. In order for the heart to become hot, the Seichel has to do a lot of movement. How does the Seichel do a lot of movement? When it's Shef Eloki. When it's Shef Eloki. When it's Shef Eloki, then the Seichel is trying to catch up. And when the seichel is moving a lot, trying to catch up, the, the heart is mislive. So when you're talking about moichin de'panim, moichin de'panim therefore equals a fiery heart. When it's moichin de'achar, everything's nice and cool and calm, that's called an ara lev. So Renachman is identifying for us, so moichin de'achar, which is moichin de'achar, means a cold heart. Moichin de'panim means a heart that's mislive. So, in other words, when the Pasuk says, It's the same thing. In other words, it means, open yourself up to Meichen Deponim. And when you have Meichen Deponim, which means not being a Kshay Arif, again, Sheriff means in the back, being in the front. And when you're in the front, you have a, you have a circumcised heart. Your heart is mislive. Rabbi Nachman continues. So he says, So when it's Meichen Deponim and the Shefa Eloki is coming with 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 quickness, not with hakdama after hakdama. Shein tzarch l'shtamish b'shem hakdama. It's not come with introductions. Ideas amihiras shall have salev oilim aleha. So the heart's caught on fire. That language that the Rebbe Nachman just references oilim aleha. That reminds us of what of the menorah, right? The menorah is the halacha was that Aaron Akain, the Kain has to light the menorah. Till the flame goes up on its own. It has to be a real fire. Now, that's not a coincidence. He's going to go back to the Menorah in a second. Now, now he says like this. Fine, so let's stop it there for a second. So, so it's like this. This is the Pneumus of the Mitzvah. So in other words, the Pneumus of the Mitzvah is, means to be a moichin de'ponim de'kiyid and not be moichin de'achar de'kiyid. Now, what does it mean moichin de'ponim? As Rabbi Nachman said, moichin de'ponim means 
that. So, so what, how does one fulfill the mitzvah, therefore? So the most, most straightforward way to fulfill the mitzvah is, is that when there's an opportunity for a shef aluki, for meichand upon him, don't stop it. What is a classic historical example of a moment of where there's an opportunity to have shef aluki? That's when a navi comes to you. When a nav, what is nevuah? Nevuah means shef aluki. It's not a, a navi doesn't, a chacham, what's a chacham version? A chacham comes to certain ideas with hakdamas. A Navi, it's Lamal Midrachatava. Ad Kedekach, that everyone knows, right? The Rambachal, the Ramam talks about this, that the body was Mahmish uh, traumatic. It was a physically traumatic experience to have Navua, because Navua means Shefaluki. Now, when a Navi receives Navua, it's certainly a Shefaluki moment and it's a Meichand upon a moment. When the Navi then conveys the message to the people, it's not the shot that he gets a message, he's just like, stop saying it. When the Navi conveys the message to the people, he's giving over that meichand upon him to the people, or at least he's offering it to them. In other words, therefore, when a Navi comes to tell a Jew, don't keep Shabbos, then that moment, it's not the shot that the, the, the Jew is just, or let's give the example, when the Navi comes to say to the Jewish people, don't do Avodah the Indian of Avodah Zarah can, the, 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 the the not, of course the Jewish people already know not to serve Avodah Zarah. And we also know that Avodah Zarah is shtos. But there's two different ways to experience that truth. There's two different ways to receive that truth of what? That Avodah Zarah is shtos. One is B'chinas Meichen Achar, And one is B'chinas Meichen Panim. One is Meichen Achar, it means that through intellectual analysis and proofs and so on and so forth, in a way that everything is ni- a nice stroll through the park, Avodah Zarah is shtos. But Pnimi, pnimi, pnimi. It's deep, deep down the psoilus of what happened, what was still in Mitzrayim of like, no, maybe the Taka Vizanina of Vizar is still there because nothing is being overhauled. It's all B'derach HaKdamet, B'bechinas Ocher. When the Novi, well, what does it mean to not believe in Vizar B'bechinas Panim? When it's a Meichin to Panim Dikha moment, then the whole, the, then the, the actual, the actual Mitzias of Amuna enters into a person's system. There's nothing else but that. When the Navi comes to say to the Jewish people any message, it, even if it's a message, here is the Nakuda, even if it's a message that, that the person already knows intellectually, but they've only known it in a Bechinus Meichen Achar until that point. When the Navi comes to convey that message, he's offering the Jewish person the opportunity to experience that message by Bechinus Meichen upon him in a way of Shefa Eloki. And when that happens, then, then, and only then, can you be guaranteed that all the psoilus is gotten rid of and you were able to finally let go of all those shtusim that the person carried all those years. So this is what the Ramban is painting in, in the Sefer Mitzvah, is that what is the Yisrael of the Mitzvah? The Yisrael of the Mitzvah is allow yourself to move from Akhar to Panam. That's the Yisrael of the Mitzvah. What, is the, what does that mean? So... The, the way you know that you've moved from Akhar to Panim is when all the psoilus and all the pre, all the, the old habits and so on that you thought were buried and gone for years, they're mamish eradicated. And how do you receive Meichin to Panim? By hearing that same old message from a Navi. 
when the when the when the navi gives over that message, which sounds like the same old message that you've been reading in Chumash all these years, which is of a desire, don't over desire. But when you hear it from a navi, now you're hearing it in a way of meichend upon him. And when it's given meichend upon him, then you that's the only way how you can get rid of all the mamish the, the psilas, and you can be guaranteed that you now fully and truly don't believe in the value of desire. Not only you're not going to do it, you don't believe in it, but, but So what is the mitzvah? Therefore, it says Ramban, the mitzvah is, don't be overly skeptical of the Navi when he's presenting you, upon him to get rid of Avodah the Zar. That's the aside. That's the aside. And so this is, the, so, so, so the, this is what the mitzvah means. You follow? Yeah, what do we do today? Ah, uh, oh, that's exactly where Rabbi Nachman comes to be mechazikas. Okay, so so far we that's the mitzvah. Meichin da'achar, you have to get the meichin upon him. So and again, like I said, for the Ramban, the classical scenario. What's a scenario where meichin upon him is able to be gotten, and you are the one standing in the way? That means the navi is offering the nevuah to you, and you're stubbornly refusing to believe in him being a navi. And then you're going to be stuck in Meichand Achar still, not Meichand Deponim. But like Chaim says, what about Allah Lamaisa now? Every mitzvah has to be forever. So Rabbi Nachman continues. So Rabbi Nachman goes on, again, this part is not quoted over here, it's later on in the piece. Rabbi Nachman says that the truth is like this Meichand Deponim is be'etzim always accessible. Even though I just said a second ago that the classic scenario of when Meichet is offered to us is with a Navi, that's when it's obvious and it's mamish on a silver platter. But Be'etzim, the Shefalaki is always there. This is a big, Machlegis, by the way, there's a big discussion, but in terms of Rishonim, there's a big debate whether Nevuah is a miraculous experience or is it Be'etzim something that's natural for a Neshama? It's still not natural for a Guf, obviously, not scientifically natural, but it's uh, natural for a neshama. The consensus of the Mekobalim is that it's a natural zach for the neshama. So in truth, any moment, there is access to Meichen Depanim. And the Ikra Vaida, therefore, is going to be to allow ourselves to accept it. So in a scenario where there's a Navi Mamish, then it's not, so, not such a difficult Avaida. Then it's just like, don't be overly skeptical. Like, open your heart and open your ears to listen to the Navi, and automatically you'll move from Meichen Depanim. But nowadays we don't have a Navi like that. So there's more of an Avaida to access Meichand upon him, but it is always accessible. And what is that Avaida? So Rabban says like this, uh, Rabbi Nachman says like this, Avul Hagil of the Shefalukiah now, in order to, to access Shefalukiah, this inning of Meichand upon him, it could only happen in the following way. It could happen like this, Elishia Kadesh is Piv. The chatmai, the enav, the aznav. You have to sanctify your mouth, your nose, your eyes, and your ears. You have to sanctify your face. Panim. Panim. You have to sanctify. You have to make your face a kibble for meichin de panim. The hein ain me'irin like shefaluki hanal. And they will allow you to receive the shefaluki. What does it mean to sanctify these things? Hainu. So he says, Shayishmaris atzmai will haitzi shakar mi piv. <laughs> so to sanctify your mouth means don't say words that are not true, right? To say words that are usher to say, right? And to have a good nose means to have your shemayim. Like the Pasuk says, um, that you can smell, and Meshach is going to be able to smell your Hashem. So good nose means your Hashem. And to have good ears means to have a munas chachamim. Bebechinas shema devir chacham. It says in pasuk in Mishlei. V'yatzim einav b'reis bara. And having good eyes means to not see anything negative. 
Because all these qualities of the face are what is Ma'irer, the Shefel to come. And these are the seven branches of the Menorah, the two eyes, two nostrils, mouth, and two ears, right? That's the meaning of the Pasuk. That when you have these seven candles illuminated properly, it's going to bring the Meichin upon him. And the fire of the heart is oil melea. So says Rabbi Nachman. So Rabbi Nachman is telling us that's what he's halacha l'maisa nowadays. It means that the more a person is makadesh, their eyes, their ears, their nose, and their mouth in terms of oil Hashem, of yiras Hashem to be mechazik. And, and by the way, these inyanim, eyes, ears, and that's 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 all Torah mitzvahs, right? Yiras Hashem, seeing good things, saying good things, but. That, that, that's, that's called Torah Kula. But if a person is makavish that, that's, God, that's the way in which a person is, is opening themselves up to receive Meichet upon him. What comes out from all of this is, is that now that we, we, we've gotten to the, to the Pneumius, or at least to whatever degree, the Pneumius of this mitzvah, we can look back and see, I think, how all the different shitas in the Rishon we started with are all fundamentally the same thing. What I mean. And I start with Machlegis. Rambam, mitzvah klolis, just means keep Torah mitzvahs. Smak, it means love teichacha. And the Ramban was this interesting shita of don't be overly, don't be overly skeptical of a Navi that's coming to tell you not to do a Vedizar. Okay. But now that we've gotten to the Pneumius, that what the, the Yisait HaMitzvah is to allow yourself to be Meichin Depanim and not Meichin Dachar. That's the Yisait of the Mitzvah. So now they're all fundamentally the same. As we said before, what does it mean Meichin Depanim? So there's two aspects to Meichin Depanim. In, in terms of its maila over Meichand Acher. Meichand Acher meant, first of all, the psilis that you're carrying is, is still there. So Meichand Deponim has one maila, which is that all the psilis is gone. And that's the Nakuda the Ramban is focusing on, which is that by the, this mitzvah is basically saying you could finally get rid of the thought and the havamina, the thing that's stuck in your head, that, that there's some value in Avodizar. You know, it's get Meichand Deponim, and by Meichand Deponim, finally you could get rid of all the psilis. The Ram, what was another mile of Meichand Deponim though, versus Meichand Acher? The other mile was that Meichand Acher is not the Zach itself. It's a Ha'or, it's an illumination, it's a Me'en of the thing. But it's not Be'etzim uh, Amuna, because it's still, it's still working within your lower level. Meichand Deponim means the Zach itself. That's what the Ramam is focusing on. This mitzvah of what? Umaltum is Aros and says the Ram, that means, Kol Kula. The Dagish is not just Stam Kip Tarakulka, it means, Allow yourself to receive the Torah, what the Torah really is. Words, it's, not just, it's not just saying, practically it means, you know, keep Shabbos and Tefillin and Kashras, but what it's saying is that with Meich and Deponim, you could finally actually have Shabbos and Kashras and Tefillin and Mezuzah. Not just a Ha'ara of it, but the thing itself. So the, the, the other mile of Meich and Deponim, which is that you actually can have the Torah in its purest form, is new and yet not new at the same time. Because what you had until now was at least a ha'ara of mezuzah, but now you can have mezuzah mamish. So in this mitzvah, in the Rambam, which is keep Torah mitzvahs, it means keep Torah mitzvahs in a way of panim, and not in the way of achar. And finally, the last shita of the smak, which was to accept techach and musr. So Rabbi Nachman said, and how does a person receive meichin panim? By being mekadish one's evarim, by being mekadish one's life. That's through be makabal techacha properly by appreciating that when a uh, gives some criticism, it's trying to fix your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, 
one of the Evarim, and be Makadish one of the one of the Neiris of the Menorah. And so the 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 the, the of the Yisrael of the Mitzvah is move to Meichin the Panim. And so the Ramban and the Rambam are focusing on the Milas of Panim versus Achar in terms of being able to finally get rid of the Psalas, number one, and also chopping the Zach itself of Tyra. That's the other that's the Rambam and the Ramban. And then the smak is giving us the eights about how to get there, which is to allow yourself to uh, to receive musr, open yourself up for change, and really allow yourself to grow, moving like moving like that. So to go back to what we started with is the vaydevel. So the vaydevel, the vaydevel is milas halev. to be in the which means to allow a person to move to meichin upon him. To so we'll have to. It might take maybe more thought to distill this in a more practical sense, but it means the void of El is to allow yourself and allow ourselves to really allow ourselves to be changed, to allow ourselves to be changed. Because that, this is the, the fundamental side of Meichand Da'achar, Meichand Da'achar, is that Meichand Da'achar is stuck in what it was before. And there's an unwillingness of a Oyref to go through that process of becoming renewed. And that's what the, the fundamental of El is, is to build up our confidence and our ability and our belief in ourselves that we can handle the transition from Akhar to Panam. Because that is a transition. That is a transition. There is, enough, there is a mysterious nefesh in being willing to say that everything I've had until now was just a ha'ara of what I'm really looking for. There's there's a bittel in that, and there's a there's a there's a, a humility. There's a that's a heavy pill to swallow, but it's a necessary one. That's the vaydavel. So even before tshuva, even before even before meichin the panim really comes in, and even before even maybe the work of sanctifying the eyes and the ears and so on, there is the there has to be a, a a willingness to enter into the program of 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 accepting that until now I've just been an achar, I and I've been super successful, and everyone thinks I'm gavaldik. It's all achar. That there's there's an avoid in accepting that. That's bets in the the avoid of velam to believe. She's like to experience in a milas halev and meichin deponim and the slavas of the heart and fire and all good things. Okay, shkayach.